say happy birthday to Steve Harriman. Uh, it's not every day somebody reaches 80, and Steve has reached 80. Congratulations to Steve. Uh, is he up listening with you, or you're telling us that it's his birthday? We, we absolutely wish him a happiest of birthdays today, uh, whether he's up or not, and uh, because uh, usually, Priscilla, you're the person listening in the morning, and we're aware of that. So, But anyway, nonetheless, yes, you are married to an old man, but you know that old man uh, married an even uh, uh, older woman. And not that I'm trying to emphasize that at all, but he was a smart man, I guess. So... 
Congratulations to Steve uh, on his 80th birthday today. <clears throat> we are in 1 Peter chapter 2, and uh, so if you follow along in the Bible, that's where we'll be. I, for many of you who watch, I have the scriptures uh, online here, visible, uh, and for anybody who listens later on to the podcast, I encourage you to have your own Bible out. Uh, certainly, you can just listen along as you're driving or going places, but it's always good to have your Bible, to hear it, to see it, to use the eye gate uh, and the ear gate in your learning. Uh, helps us uh, to get it to sink into our hearts and into our minds. First Peter chapter 2, get it right into it. It says, therefore. Now, therefore, anytime there is a therefore, the question we should ask is, what is it therefore? And it harkens back to what he had just said. Uh, and what he had just said is, uh, the word of the Lord stands forever. And this is the word that was preached to you. Because the word of the Lord stands forever, therefore, because God's truth is enduring, Therefore, rid yourselves of all malice and all deceit, hypocrisy, <clears throat> envy, and slander of every kind. It's very interesting what it doesn't go after here. In some ways, it's almost as interesting what it, what Peter doesn't go after as it is what he does go after. Therefore, rid yourselves of all malice, all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and slander of every kind. These are things that speak to relationships. It isn't just our own personal private stuff that he get, goes after. It, he goes after things that has to do with human relationships. Malice is always pointed toward another individual. Our deceit toward people is us trying to make ourselves look in front of people like something that we're not. Our hypocrisy is expecting uh, is expecting one thing uh, from other people uh, while not expecting the same of ourselves. In other words, we expect people to, to act and to live and to speak in a certain way, yet we turn around and do the very same things ourselves. Uh, envy, envying what other people have, and then slander the things that we say about people. Let me put this in a New Living Translation so we can see how it's rendered. Therefore, get rid of all evil behavior. Be done with all deceit, all hypocrisy, all jealousy, <clears throat> and all unkind speech. The idea of slander being unkind speech. Let's look at how Eugene Peterson says this. He says, so clean house. Make a clean sweep of malice and pretense, envy, and hurtful talk. Um, I, I like this clean house. Make a, queen, uh, make a clean sweep of our souls. Make a clean sweep of our minds. Make a clean sweep uh, of our mouths. Make a clean sweep of relationships uh, and do the right things. This is all in view of God's word. It's all in view of the fact that God has called us to be holy ourselves. Even as God is holy, he has called us to be holy. And so in light of those things, in light of God's unchanging word, we ourselves also uh, make a clean sweep uh, and 
seek to become holy like is Christ. Verse 2, he says this. In fact, let's just pause for a moment. I'm going to grab another cup of coffee. I've got a frog in there, as you can hear. Take a sip with me, if you would. Just a little swig of coffee helps. A little cardamom in that coffee. It says, like newborn babes, crave pure spiritual milk so that you may grow up in your salvation. We are meant to grow up in our salvation. We are to crave pure spiritual milk, that, that pure spiritual milk being the word of God, being... Uh, spiritual truth, being God's truth. Uh, And, you know, sadly, there are many Christians uh, who will become a Christian who will yield their life to Christ and yet don't crave pure spiritual milk. They don't crave the word of God. They figure, I'm saved, I'm going to heaven someday. What more is there? There's so much more. So much more, and you don't want to miss all the more that there is in Christ, even in this life. He didn't die. He wasn't crucified. He wasn't sacrificed just so we could go to heaven someday. He was sacrificed so that we could be purchased, redeemed, renewed, restored into God's original design, all right now on planet Earth. So we're challenged, we're encouraged, we're inspired to crave pure spiritual milk so that we may grow up in our salvation. It is God's intent that we grow up in our salvation. Again, let's take a look at how Peterson puts this. Um, Now, like infants at the breast, drink deep of God's pure kindness. Then you'll grow up and mature and whole, uh, grow up mature and whole in God. I mean, he wants us to be whole even now. He wants us to be whole even as we walk this sod. He wants us to be whole even uh, as, as we still have to overcome. He wants us to be whole. He wants us to be mature. He wants us to grow up into our salvation. Uh, The New Living Translation tells us to cry out for this nourishment now that you've tasted of the Lord's kindness. Friend, have you tasted the Lord's kindness? Have you experienced the wonder? If you haven't tasted the Lord's kindness, maybe maybe you've never trusted in Christ. I encourage you to trust in Christ. I encourage you to to seek out, to, to understand who he is, to go through the Gospels and and learn all you can of Jesus to taste of his kindness, to be tasted of the kindness that he has demonstrated to you that while yet a sinner, he demonstrates his love to you so much so that Christ would die for you. Yes, cry out for nourishment, cry out for growth, uh, having tasted of the Lord's goodness and and. Another thing I would 
say is let's encourage other people to taste the Lord's goodness. In fact, as people look at us, do they see the goodness of the Lord in us? Do they see the kindness of the Lord in us? Do, do we have an aroma of Christ about our lives? Do we have a flavor of Christ about our lives? I uh, can can people see Christ in our lives in the spring in our step? Can can people see Christ in our lives and how we face trials and difficulties and challenges? Um, may people see Christ in you and in me all the more. And he goes on and says this in verse four: As you come to Him, the living stone, rejected by men but chosen by God and precious to Him. Men rejected him. You go back to John chapter 1, and we see how men rejected him. You go through the Gospels and and see how they uh, were were creating all kinds of false charges against him. Um, We see how they rejected him. And even in our day, there are people who reject him. But you, friend, are chosen by God. You, friend, are precious to God. I mean, just to say to yourself right now in this very moment, I am chosen by God. The fact that God would choose you. When I think of what what I have been in my life, what I was in my life, uh, what, what the direction of my life was before Christ, and even, even some after Christ, to think of God choosing me is just absolutely overwhelming. And then not only think about him choosing us, but to think about the fact that we're precious to him. Say to, your, say, say to yourself, you're precious to the Lord today. Say that to yourself. Tell yourself that you're precious to the Lord. We don't always feel precious. We don't always feel lovely. We don't always feel loving. We don't always feel, in fact, we're not always deserving. In fact, we're never really deserving. But we're precious to him. And it goes on and says this, like living stones, you're being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. He's a living stone. You're a living stone. You you and me and us together are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood. And the reason I, I say it's plural is because he doesn't say to be holy priests on our own. We are called into a priesthood, you know, like the neighborhood or like they may say in the streets of the city, part of the hood. Oh, well, you and I are part of the hood, did you realize that? You're part of the hood. You're part of the priesthood. I'm a part of the priesthood. We represent Jesus to one another. We represent Jesus to the onlooking world around us. We should help one another uh, experience spiritual exchanges. We should help those people in the world who come to Christ experience spiritual change. Uh, We offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God. And what are those sacrifices that we offer up to God? I mean, we offer up our praise. We offer up our worship. We offer up our offering. We offer, uh, offer up our service. 
Uh, We offer up the words that we speak. We offer up our witness. We offer up our very lives. That is what we offer to him. And, and, And our spiritual sacrifices are made acceptable to God through the work of Christ. So we bring ourselves back. Paul said in Romans chapter 12, Therefore, in view of God's mercy, I urge you, brethren and sistren, that you present your bodies to God as a living sacrifice, which is your reasonable act of spiritual worship. Offering ourselves up to God in that way to think about the sacrifices that you make today, the sacrifice of thanksgiving the sacrifice of worship, the sacrifice of praise. And and too often we slide into uh, the type of Christian life where our worship is only a Sunday thing. Our worship is to be an all-day thing, an everyday thing, uh, every day of the week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, finding opportunity to worship and to praise God for all that he is doing in our midst. And, And friends, to a certain measure, that becomes a discipline. We have to take ourselves by the, the scruff of ourself and say to self, worship God today. You know, as you are sitting behind your desk today to say, I'll, I'll worship God today. As you close that deal today, worship God in the closing of that deal. Um, it is Maybe you have a doctor's appointment. You worship God that you have a doctor to go to. Uh, as you sit there and have your oatmeal this morning, you thank God you have your oatmeal. Maybe you're keto, so you're having eggs and bacon. Or maybe you're keto and doing uh, intermittent fasting and not having breakfast. You thank God. You thank God for the fact that we have choices. Uh, if, what do we think of friends around the world who don't have any choice? They have rice, they have beans, and that's it. And that's all carbohydrates, friends. It's protein, protein of the beans, but lots of carbs there, too. Um that's probably what they need because they have so little food. We can worship him. We are living stones being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood. We're to be holy. We're to be priests. We're to offer spiritual sacrifices daily to God through Jesus Christ. And he goes on and continues and he says this. For in Scripture it says, See, I lay in Zion, that Zion is that general area of Jerusalem, specific area of Jerusalem that would be called Zion and the Zion Gate and whatnot. But but uh, I lay in Zion, that, that city of David. Uh, I say, I, I lay in Zion a chosen and precious cornerstone. Now, the cornerstone of the city isn't the cornerstone that we can go and point to in the city. The cornerstone is really Jesus. He is the one who holds it all together. The cornerstone, the bedrock of our lives, is really Jesus who holds us all together. See, I lay in Zion a chosen and precious cornerstone, and the one who trusts in him will never be put to shame. It's an ongoing trust. It isn't just the one-time trust. It's, it's an ongoing trust that we bring to him. Looking at this, 
Not to you who believe the stone is precious, but to those who do not believe the stone the builders rejected has become the capstone. You think the capstone, you think tombstone. Uh, and a stone that causes men to stumble and a rock that makes them fall. For they stumble because they disobey the message, the message to believe in Jesus, which is what they were destined for. I mean, there, even Peter gets into some of the words about destination and destiny and, and predestination or election to a certain measure here. Those that reject get what they're destined to. Uh, they will be crushed by the stone. People stumble at Jesus. Even today, people stumble at Jesus. As we speak to people about God, they're willing to engage. But you start speaking to people about Jesus, and the conversation often will change because people don't want to speak about Jesus because he is this stone that causes men to stumble and a rock that makes them fall. It goes on and says this in verse 9, but you... You are chosen people. You are not only a holy priesthood that it talked about in the earlier verses, but you are royal priesthood. We're priests to the king of kings, to the Lord of lords. We're a holy nation. We are made a nation. It isn't the nation of the United States. Don't read this as saying, well, you know, God has made the United States a holy nation. No, it's the holy nation of the people of God from around the world. It doesn't matter if they're from Great Britain. It doesn't matter if they're from Poland. It doesn't matter if they're from Czechoslovakia. It doesn't matter if they're from Russia. It doesn't matter if they're from Azerbaijan. Uh, it doesn't matter if they're from Mumbai. It doesn't matter if they're from South Africa. It doesn't matter if they're from Peru. We together are globally are made a holy nation, the nation of God represented not by geography, but by relationship to Jesus. We're a holy nation, a people belonging to God. And we have a reason. A reason we belong to God is we see what it says here. We belong to God that we may declare the praises of him who called us out of darkness into his wonderful light. We are left here on mission. We are left here on purpose. We are left here to declare the mercy of God. We are left here to declare the love of God. We are left here to declare the kindness of God. We are left here to declare the patience of God. We're, we're left here to declare the wonder of what God does in a life that is surrendered to him. That is why we are here, to declare his praises. We and, and to remember, to be able to say, we ourselves also were in darkness. We were in spiritual darkness in our own lives, and God called us from this darkness into his light. It says, once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you've not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. So he says, dear friends, I urge you, as aliens and strangers in the world to abstain from sinful desires which war against your soul. Notice we're called aliens and strangers. Now, not aliens like, you know, Area 51 or Roswell aliens. Not that type of alien. But aliens is people who do not belong to the land. That's what it means. 
you know, uh, yes, I mean, I'm not saying that we shouldn't be glad that we're Americans if we live in America and, and all that America has to offer. Of course, we have friends that listen from other places in the world, too. But the um, fact is, our, our highest citizenship belongs in heaven belongs as the part of kingdom of the kingdom of God. And in that way, we are aliens in this world. We, we live against the world system and all that it is. We live against the world system. And in that way, we're aliens. We are strangers in the world. And, and, and we're not to just go along with the world system, but we're to ask ourselves, what are those sinful desires that rage against our soul? And, and to abstain from those sinful desires that wage against our soul, that we might be brilliantly shining lights for our master. Verse 12 says this, Live such good lives among the pagans that though they accuse you of doing wrong, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day he visits us. Live such good lives among, now not as goody two-shoes, not as people who live um, tooting our own horn and our own self-righteousness. We, I've talked numerous occasions about what self-righteousness smells like. It smells like caca. It smells like something bad in the refrigerator. It smells like chicken manure uh, scattered on the fields. Uh, it smells like something that's putrid. So we're not talking about living such good lives. Look at me, how, what a good person I am. But we're talking about the purity of our lives. We're talking about not living lives of hypocrisy. We're, we're talking about uh, living lives that, that uh, emulate Christ and his character and his priorities so that they may see our good deeds and glorify God in the day he visits us. In fact, we want people to glorify God even before the day that he visits us because on the day that he visits us will be too late. We are left here to point people to Christ in the here and in the now. Well, you're a priest. Together, we are priests. Together with those around the world who call the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, all of us form the priesthood of God. Uh, all of us form a holy nation, not a nation of Brazil and not a nation of the United States, not the nation of Canada, not the nation of Ireland or Scotland, but no, we form a nation not of this world, the kingdom of God, the kingdom which is already here via those of us who live on planet Earth and that kingdom what is that is yet to come, the fullness of the kingdom yet to come. May we crave pure spiritual milk. May we hunger for the word of God. May we live our lives in such a way that people would experience Jesus in and through us. Lord, help us to live today to glorify you. Help us to walk with you today. Help us to overcome today. Help us to honor you today. Help us to, to know you today. Help us to point others to you today. And Lord, as always, we think of our friends in other places of the world, South Sudan, uh, uh, Africa, 
people in India like uh, Santhus and, and, and Regala who join us here uh, and, and other places, even here in our own country where people suffer. Lord, hear our prayer for them, especially those uh, running the orphanages that need your provision. Lord, would you provide? Hear our prayer. Help us today to glorify you. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, friends, you all have a great day. I will see you again tomorrow.